guess who's back? Back again? Oh, yeah. We've been back before, so we know all about it. Don't worry, you're in a safe pair of back hands. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's uh, me, Eddie French, and Red Redmond. Hi, Red. Hello, how are you? Good. Yes, I'm all right, thank you. Uh, you been up to much? Uh, you know, reading comic books, saving the world, you know. Yeah, in that order. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You, you've got to get inspired by it. What what you been reading? <laughs> Um, well, I've been reading uh, an interesting DC series called uh, The Nice House on the Lake, oh. which it, like it doesn't feel like a DC series. And, I, you know, I am a fan of, of DC. Yeah. Um, but like it feels a little bit more like Image Comics Vertigo. You know, it's uh, it's got a, an interesting premise that I think is very adaptable for TV. Mm. Um, I'd recommend people check out an issue or two. The Nice House on the Lake. Interesting. Start with issue one. Yes, preferably, yes. I've not even read it, and I'm guessing that issue one would be the perfect place to start. I agree, yeah. That's cool. I've uh, What have I been reading? I read um, I read some, quite a lot of uh, recent um, Ninja Turtles comics. Um, yes, I've heard that they've um, been good. There's, there's some interesting stuff in there. Um, as someone who first experienced it through the 80s cartoon... Because it did start as a comic book, I believe. It started out as uh, a comic book that was kind of a parody of Daredevil. Right. Which is why you've got the Foot yes. Clan instead of the Hand. It was of all course. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there were some little <laughs> bits of when it was coming out, the the ninja obsession that Frank Miller put into Daredevil. Mm. Um, oh, of course, because then you've got like Splinter instead of Stick. Absolutely. There you go. Yep. Very clever. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And so there's there's all that kind of stuff. And they all had I mean they were black and white originally, and then they mm-hmm, were all yeah. they all wore red um accessories and then they changed it for the cartoon to make it so that they could sell four toys instead of one. Clever. Yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, they, 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 there's a new there's a new there's a girl one now. They've got Oh, uh, is it Venus or have they no, got a new, that new was girl from one? The T V show. Mm-hmm. She's not canon. She's only canon for the live action TV show. No, this one's oh. called uh, Jenica or Jenny. Uh, she wears yellow. And so I they think didn't she... name her after a Renaissance artist. Well, she was a human who turned into a turtle. Well, fair right. play to her then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we support her journey. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think um, I think because the turtles were turtles who turned into, you know, spl- there's this whole there's all of these <laughs> different. Um, mutants now like new york is there's an area that's just turned into mutant town oh okay which is and, very similar in the x-men comics currently i guess yeah yeah i guess yeah absolutely and so but the the thing is is that all of those aside from the turtles and rocksteady and bebop <laughs> they there they were all animals who got turned into sort of humanoids and all the other mutants are humans who got animalified <laughs> So there's the, there's a weird streak of racism going on as well, um, and like I bet furries would... love this shit. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they <laughs> might do. Although the yeah, the turtles are all reptiles. Although the fro- the frogs are True. still there as well. Although Seth Rogen's adapting the uh, the new turtles. Um, oh, is he? Yeah, he's the, they're doing a new cartoon, and he's involved. And I think he's playing Bebop or Rocksteady. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, 
and uh, yeah, and I think they've got, and they seem to have like characters from this particular run on it. Hannibal Buress is playing one of the frogs. No way. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know what? Um, I can still hear. There's a there's a recording of Hannibal Buress in Edinburgh. And I can audibly hear both of our laughs. Oh, really? We to see him at the stand. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was Pleasance, wasn't it? I thought we saw him at the stand because I thought it, uh, Scroobius Pip was sat behind us. But maybe I I'm. It, I, I thought we saw to... him upstairs at that little the Pleasance courtyard, and there's that little tower in the middle of it. Yeah, maybe I've seen him twice, and I'm oh, getting him both times. I think well, I think up. we saw him the first night of two fringes on the trot ah that would make sense yeah and we went and it was both times and he only used one joke <laughs> which was about scottish power the electricity company um <laughs> he just used that one time and i was like you know what fair enough where else are you? you're not going to use that when you play wyoming so you know <laughs> yeah. f- fill your boots mate and then the rest of it was all new it was great really really good <clears throat> um yes so uh anyway well aside from uh comic books and comedy god mm-hmm. it's like we're bored of doing a punk rock podcast already um <laughs> perhaps we are uh we uh we uh, interview episode today interviewed Stu from face down yes i i sadly could not attend i was a little ill there but yes. um a good conversation nonetheless yes absolutely uh face down is a club night in london for uh for the punk the pop punk, that kind of vibe. And it's been going for a, a long, long time. You'll hear all about that. Um, Stu also uh, plays in a My Chemical Romance tribute band called the Black Charade. 10 mm-hmm. out of 10 for the name. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I, uh, I, I believe we've had them at Lead Mill not too long ago with Fell Out Boy. <laughs> fell Out Boy. Like F E double L, Fell Out Boy, instead oh, fell of out Fallout Boy. boy. I, thought, I thought it was like fair, like Fell Out Boy. It's like nearly Fallout Boy. It's <laughs> a fair approximation. <laughs> Do you know what? Both of those are better than, uh, and they're very good, this band, UK Foo Fighters. Right. Yeah. yeah. Name, I mean, that's but, really to the point. Yeah. Uh, not, not a very exciting name, but uh, my but favorite. Thinking- I think my favorite tribute band names so far are U22 <laughs> and Ironic Maiden. Ironic Maiden, that's good. Mm. There's Pink the Fraud. Iron... Say again? Pink Fraud. Pink Fraud. That's so much better than Pink Freud, <laughs> Pink Floyd, The Wall, Light Show. Yeah, they're all called, you know, like, normally like I find more often with Pink Floyd, it's like the Australian Pink Floyd band or like... Yeah. The full, Pink Floyd Pink Exper- Floyd. the full Pink Floyd experience without actually watching Pink Floyd band. <laughs> and yeah, stuff like that. I don't know. I think Pink, I don't know. Pink Floyd aren't really known for their sort of whimsical ways, I suppose. You can't really, uh, mm. not not very humorous, but that's fine. Um, but so, yeah, so uh, cracking name and uh, by all accounts, they get out and about all over the place. So we're just going to leap straight into the interview. <laughs> And here we are at that interview with Stu from Face Down. Hello. Uh, pro- Hello there, Stu. How are you doing? It's Face yeah. Down Promotions, isn't it? That's the name. It's, uh, Face Down is the name of the uh, nightclub that we run. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Stu Face Down. That's what most people call me. Stu Face Down. Okay, cool. Because uh, I, did, <laughs> I, did, um, I don't know if you're, you're aware, there was uh, an American uh, company called Face Down Productions. 
Because yeah, a... they have a they had a festival, maybe. I, I'm not 100% certain about whether they had a festival. There's a there's Face Down Records, which oh, is a, a record company in the US. But when I was uh, looking to do some uh, sort of preliminary research on speaking to you, uh, Face Down Promotions, the American one, all I found was a really, really long Facebook thread of the number of people they'd ripped off and all of these kind of things. And then I very quickly realized that this was US. So I, yeah, yeah, that does seem strange. I don't don't think that Paul from the New Crossing would have recommended somebody <laughs> with, you know, with, the, with the, such a sordid past. So, uh, yeah, so that's we, nice. We've never, so, we never actually spoken to anyone else called FaceTown. We've been running for 15 years. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. Um, but yeah, so uh, so just, just for the, the benefits of uh, listeners, if you go around uh, looking for FaceTown, it's uh, FaceTown is a club night in London. Well, in fact, Stu, uh, please... Uh, uh, Give us a sort of a pricey of, of of how you fit into this uh, this world of punk rock and yeah. uh, and how Face Down does that too. Um, so yeah, so we we run a club called Face Down in London. Um, it's been going for fifteen years, and uh, pretty, pretty much when we started, um, I think um, a lot of the clubs were playing metal, and um, I'd just come back from uni in Canterbury, so um, we were trying to find somewhere we could pl- start playing like punk rock and stuff, and everyone was just like, oh, "No, nah, it's not really, it doesn't really fit here." But then like sort of pop punk started coming in and um, we just thought, let's just make our own club. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this was 2000, 2008, I think, and um, mm-hmm. playing off our CDs and we're just playing. We, we started in a, a story in London and um, oh. yeah, so back then we were playing a lot of sort of um, Lesson Jake, No Effects, No Sure Name and stuff, Ataris. Yeah. But um, obviously we've just kept with the, the crowds, otherwise it just goes a bit out of date. So I don't really play much No Effects anymore. Um, if I do, I'll probably throw in something like Don't Call Me White. And people sort of, yeah. they pick up on the lyrics and they just, yeah, they seem to enjoy it every time. <laughs> well, I see, yeah, I suppose uh, you've got to, uh, you, you like, you know, you've got to move with the times. Otherwise, you've just got a sort of an increasingly older clientele who are uh, decreasingly going out. Yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, so that so that's um, your sort of that, that, that's where you sort of fit in. You you run this club night and and have been for a while. Yeah. Um, and that's and so that's well, where is it running out of at the moment? So that's um, every first Friday at the Scala in Kings Cross. Uh-huh. Um, but we also do a few um, like mini ones. We do one in um, Canterbury, which is where I went to uni. So I basically uh-huh. left Canterbury, started a club, went back to Canterbury, brought the club back to them, which is pretty yeah. cool. So that's like a student one. Um, then we also do a little one in Colchester and we just done one, done one in Norwich as well. But we, we, we did all the major festivals last year as well, like um, Slam Dunk, uh, Reading, Downloads. Yeah, it was mad. 2000 Trees. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Is that the sort of like, I know um, uh, uh, being uh, growing up in Leeds, the Leeds leg of the, you know, the uh, Reading and Leeds festivals uh, was the one that uh, was always at, and on sort of Thursday nights, the the one before any sort of you know any full lineups are on, there was always something going on. Is it is that where that sort of happens, or is that sort of an after the bands have finished playing kind of thing that uh, face down runs? Um, well, the festivals we we often do like uh, in the evening after yeah after the bands, we've done like oh, quite, a few, cool. quite a lot of silent discos as well. Oh right, great, yeah. My sister had one of those at her wedding. <laughs> good fun. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, so uh, okay, that's fantastic. So that, and and you've been how long have you been doing the festivals for then? Um, we just started jumping on the festivals like, like not that um, not that long ago really, but um, somehow just after COVID, we just sort of we messaged all of them, and mm. they were all just like, "Yeah, let's do it." 
and we ended up doing all the five major ones. So oh, wow. That was a very good 2022. Ah, shy lads getting out. <laughs> got, to, got to ask and you shall receive. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So um, so we'll uh, we'll put all the links to all of that. So if people are around uh, London, Canterbury, uh, you know, that you can find out so where that is. We'll put all of that in the description for the show. Yeah. So that's all good. Um, did I see something about bingo as well? <laughs> yeah. We'd, so we, um, I, I started a um, I, I DJ at like um, a social bingo club it's it's all like sort of um drag drag parties and um okay uh, uh, um, a lot of hen parties and stuff um because mm-hmm. i was djing at that for a while i um i thought let's just put on a like an emo version and um oh, yeah so we called it panic at the bingo <laughs> perfect why wouldn't yeah. you absolutely because I, I saw that it was called panic at the bingo and i wondered which came first the idea of doing bingo or <clears> the the panic at the bingo and then yeah, go, yeah, I, was, turn that. I was already DJing at the bingo night so I, I knew how it run. I thought you know what I could do definitely do an emo version of this <laughs> we actually yeah we did that download as well last year <laughs> so about 500 people outdoor, uh, outdoors in like the middle of the day on like a Thursday <laughs> everyone, everyone was scrolling in they're setting up the tents and I'm like what is going on here and it's just us with a bingo machine on stage <laughs> that's wild um that <laughs> that's really exciting the uh yeah i i spent a few months um working as the uh, lifestyle manager at a care home um sort of st- just post lockdown oh, yeah. so um yeah so i i was uh running bingo but for people in their 80s um <laughs> rather than people who were born in the 80s uh, as i imagine many of them are at uh, the emo bingo that's uh, that's fantastic so when did you first sort of click with uh sort of punk rock and, and emo and stuff um i think it was pretty much when um offspring brought out uh why don't you get a job because um, oh yeah yeah because uh, like pretty i remember pretty pretty fly came out and i didn't really think anything of it and i remember i was watching right. some of the pops and um they were just they were like we can't show tonight's um music because there's too much nudity in it so we're showing pretty fly from a white guy from last last week I was like, that's really annoying. I wanted to see boobs. But, of course. but then so I wasn't really interested in offspring then. And then why don't uh why don't you get a job uh came out on the radio and my dad was like, This is absolutely ripped off the Beatles. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, oh yeah. Because right. I I grew up on like all the fifties rock and roll because my dad liked Beatles and uh, yeah. Elvis and stuff. Um so yeah, I just I bought the Americana album, uh got into Offspring, then Blink, and then just yeah, started on the Punkarama albums and then they just ah. into yeah, obviously got Punkarama three first track was no effects, and then like, yeah, just went from there really. Amazing. Those, it's sort of a bit of a recurring theme, but those uh, compilations, I don't know if labels do them so much anymore, no. because I suppose everything's you know streamed now, so you don't really need to put those together. But yeah, those mm-hmm. those are the Punkarama the fat records ones and then like nitro did some and yeah. uh, hellcat and stuff like that mm-hmm. i i think those things were for pre-internet people yeah. <laughs> that was that was a lifeline because <clears throat> bring your fun because uh you know all that stuff so yeah okay so great so um so uh sort of what you you you'd have been at what high school then at that point yeah I probably 13 14 i think okay cool yeah. Yeah, if you, then, if you got your band onto, onto one of those compilations, you were sorted, weren't you? Really? Absolutely. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, that was it. And 
and it's st- and it's still the only place I've ever heard Diesel Boy. So yeah. <laughs> there's just some bands who were just sort of these comp heroes, and uh, I don't know how, what what you know. I'm sure they did fine off a couple of tours in the US, but yeah, okay, that's great. Um, and so did that was that sort of carried on when uh, you were at uh, university? What did you study, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, it was good question. <laughs> it was called um, digital arts with. Was it? Uh, you know, it's really hard to remember. Digital arts with computing and media or something like that. But, um, oh, okay. To be honest, I didn't do too well, but I did <laughs> learn how to DJ and put on, on my own nights. So uh, yeah, I was, I was well, there you go. I was almost competing with, with the rock society they already had because everyone was everyone in the rock society had long hair. They were into Iron Maiden, and that was pretty much it. Right. I was right. like, you know, I'm going to put my own night on and just called it Punk Rock Night, put a band on. Um, yeah. yeah, pretty much what Face Down is now. Um, yeah, and we ended up getting like four times the amount of people in. So I was like, oh, there's uh, there's something here. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I get the feeling we're sort of roughly the same age. I might have a couple of years on you. But um, I do recall at the time when um, Americana was out and there was sort of that second, so I was just a shade too young for that sort of year that punk broke, you know, mm. 95 with Dookie and Smash and all yeah. that stuff. Like, I, I remember seeing that stuff. I certainly remember seeing Green Day on top of the pops and stuff like that, yeah. but it wasn't until that second time around, around '99, when Blink One Eight Two and uh, Offspring and stuff like that was uh, on there. But mm-hmm. they were sort of the punk flavoring on top of what was mainly sort of a new metal kind of push, and that was yeah. never really my bag because I, did, I, I still don't really care for it particularly. But I rem- it was the um, a very sort of jockey kind of macho swaggering thing that I've never really connected with. And so, um, so yeah, so that thing of you'd find, you'd see someone in like a, a hoodie or something, or they'd have like spiky hair or dye in their hair, at, you know, and you know, oh, what are you into? And they're like, I'll have corn. And go, oh, yeah. Okay, great. It was basically sort of bling like two versus Limp Biscuit, wasn't it? You were it like, was, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And it's, um, <laughs> yeah that's it and um and the thing is is that i sort of i i quite enjoyed blink 182 and then i found what they had come from and went oh this is what i've been looking for and yeah. sort of uh, never you know blink are fine they're they're, they're they're not my favorite but they did help me work backwards and find out the scene so you know and that's yeah. generally how that kind of thing works isn't it you know yeah you just see the stickers on on punk rock guitars and you just go right <laughs> So that that's a band, I think. I'll go check them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a band. Oh, no, it's a skateboard company. Damn. Mm-hmm. It's one of the two. But uh, and but that's the thing with the, um, you know, in, in punk albums, they'd always have the liner notes, which was just a little yellow pages of bands you should listen to because they'd be yeah. all thanking, you know, you go, oh, Pennywise, interesting. I'll go, mm-hmm. you know, you go and have a look for them and stuff. Okay, amazing. Well, um as you know, this is uh, Punk Rock Elite, a podcast about no effects. So we're going to sort of lean heavy on the no effects. Yeah. So um, do you recall the f- sort of first time you were introduced to no effects or the first time you sort of really clicked with them? Um, yeah, well, as I say, Punk Rama 3, they were, they were track one. Um, I think the album, uh, the song was the uh, We Threw Gasoline on the Fire. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> Stumps for Arms and No Elbows, that's the track. Um, yes, yes, yes. But it's weird because still, whenever I hear that song, I don't picture them because, like, I didn't know what they looked like at the time. And still, that yeah. song—it just—it still seems a little alien to me when I hear that song. So I'd love <laughs> to see it live for sure. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I remember I think I went into, I went to school and um, I was, the name, I didn't know they were, how they were spelled. So I just, I said to someone, oh, have you heard of NOFX? <laughs> and yeah. one of the like, one of the cool grungers at school was like, just taking the piss out of me going, oh, you called them NOFX? It's like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, you know, you, unless you know, you you don't know, do you? Yeah, yeah exactly. that's it. So I think, um, yeah, I got into that song and I thought, well, I'll just go by their latest album. So it's like, yeah. okay, look at the dates. This is their latest one, The Decline. That looks nice. Nice album here. Put it on. Why hasn't the song stopped yet? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, okay, this is one track. I get it. <laughs> so that was so that was the, the second song you yeah. heard by NoFX. Yeah. That consciously heard by NoFX was uh-huh. The Decline. Wow. Yeah. All their styles in one 20 minutes. <laughs> It's it's oh it's a it's a cracker though, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, it tattooed it's, on me twice. <laughs> oh really? Oh amazing. <laughs> I mean, this is a podcast, but I've got you got the, got the cover there, and then I've got the lyrics oh, on the wow. slide as well. Oh wow! Oh, the yeah, the the airplane. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's um, that's great. Um, <laughs> I think there is still something. I don't know if it's if it's age and reflection, but that thing of. Um, knowing nothing about a band and not being able to know anything about a band yeah. without, you know, now you can, you know, look it up and, and that's very exciting in other ways because you can go on a little rabbit hole and pick out all of the, you know, exciting stuff. But then, yeah, you know, but then it just used to be a, you know, because the thing is, is that you could have easily picked up something like um, Heavy Petting Zoo, which is yeah. really not particularly exemplary of what no effects generally do so you know it's that's that's yeah. interesting well i need to, we I need do to have do that a... album live i mean rumor has it they're going to be doing that next year which one uh heavy petting oh yeah i i, I believe they are yes mm. um because i don't know they've they've still got some i think they're because this last the the beginning of the last tour yeah obviously they've only got uh uh is it hatfield and leeds in the uk <clears throat> yeah but apparently they are doing another round picking up other places on the way so they may be back in the uk well, they, do, um, they do have like the saturday off they've got to be doing something because they're doing friday is it friday hatfield and sunday leads possibly something like that yes yeah. um yes and they've got uh, yeah because the slack because it's happening around the slam dunk time isn't it so yeah. um i can't yeah i don't um, know I, I work a lot at Slam Dunk, so I'm actually doing something at the after parties, which means I may not even be able to see NoFX in the UK, which is oh, a no. bit of a bummer, but I have got the Barcelona tickets sorted. Oh, yes. Good. Well, that's uh, that does look good. Are they doing They're doing three nights at Barcelona, aren't they? Or? Yeah. I just had to change my flights. I was like, you know what? I'm already there. I've got to buy it now by a third date. <laughs> yeah so another night on airbnb and changing you know it's yeah. uh it seems seems foolish to not that's uh i'm i'm very very envious that's uh <laughs> that's proper exciting we have a a set of um questions that we ask uh all of our guests yeah so uh we'll uh see how those go the first one it's a pretty simple one the question's simple the answer seldom is but do you have a favorite no effects song um I actually really like Idiots Are Taking Over. Yes, then, lovely. Yeah, pretty much when like George Bush was president, right? And then, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It always just makes me really mad that they, they did all that work on that and then Trump appears. It's just like, oh. <laughs> Which is like, are they going to do anything else? Are they going to do another album? They're, they must have been just like, I just can't be fucked anymore. <laughs> I, I've, I've uh, heard and uh, read interviews to the effect, which is... Um, uh, 
reasonable people supported George Bush and then could be reasoned with to go, no, this is actually bad. And they go, oh, maybe that is bad. <laughs> and the idea is that the, the hardcore fans of Donald Trump are not changing and will go to their grave yeah. <laughs> unchanged, <laughs> I think. But yeah, Idiots is taking over. It's great. It's got that wonderful, uh, that sort of triplet bass roll yeah. um, technique at the beginning, which is just wild. Yeah. And um, and it's got a lot of Melvin screaming on it, which is uh, always a plus for me because sure. uh, I love that sound. Yeah, that was, um, I think uh, a, a lot of people got their... Oh, had their politics sort of shaped by that period of no effects i think a lot of people sort of consider the sort of war on terrorism to be that sort of peak of them because i think yeah it was let me see it was i think everyone has their own yeah. peaks because like surely cause yeah for me like punk pump up the volume is my is a peak for me but then yeah. is that just because i got into them then <laughs> but it, it is when they, like headlined um they did this deconstruction and they headlined in stratford's like it's, oh, yeah. it's even in their book isn't it? have you read the book oh yeah 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 so like well, they mentioned that in that and that that was pretty much my first ever festival to be honest so um, oh, wow so that's that's got to be a peak moment for them so it's for me as well absolutely so so we just so is um pump up the valum your favorite album of theirs the favorite full length um i'd say it was probably actually i think so long as thanks for the shoes is ah, that all walls and walls uh walls and walls closing there's there's a lot and the thing is is that i sort of always say so long thanks for all the shoes and i think that it is because i devoted a lot of time to thinking about it mm. but when someone says something like oh wolves and wolves clothing i always go oh you know <laughs> that they, they've they do have a lot there's a really solid period from sort of my, my the period when i think they were most solid was from sort of the decline through to sort of wolves and wolves clothing um yeah. those that that handful of years i don't know why they i, I think it's because backstage passport i think it just um boosted it all because i kind of I, I i zoned out a little bit with what they were doing and then as soon as backstage passport came out i was just i was full-on back in again and i was like i'm gonna yeah. see them everywhere i go <laughs> <laughs> yeah backstage passport was uh was uh pretty well because they sort of they did that themselves they did one for I think the first series was done with a TV uh, sort of company behind them. Yeah. Was it MTV? And then, it must have been something. It was MTV, wasn't it, or something? I don't think it was MTV, but it was a music TV. It was sort of one of the lower lower tier ones, but mm -hmm. I, I could be wrong. But they did the first one, and then the producers said, uh, oh, um, for the next series, we're going to, you know, they said, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to send you to this place. and make, And they were sort of trying to fabricate. Oh, yeah stuff which is why the second series there's a lot more mad stuff because they said no and went and just put out all the stuff that they weren't allowed to put out for the yeah. uh, original one a lot more sort of you know drug use and fetish bars and all the rest yeah of it. <laughs> i've actually the fetish bar me and my friend actually we found it <laughs> oh uh the mistress bar yeah in japan. So we, we went to the um uh was it 20 years of fat records in japan oh um, right uh, we were so jet lagged. It was all weird. They lost our luggage. We just, we rocked up in like joggers. Um, oh, no. <laughs> problem is like for me watching FX, it's all about the, the chat in between songs and they yeah, were, yeah. but they were just like, okay, no one, no one here yeah. understands what we're saying. So they just get waving in between songs. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to get much focus here. 
but yeah, we we went to we searched for the mistress bar. Uh, we saw mm. the um, the pit the the front door um, the sign outside. Oh yeah, we went and found it. Yeah, and we went in, and it was just some guy being spanked, some woman being hung up, and then <laughs> this woman poured candle wax on our arms. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got our phones out and just showed them YouTube, and we're like, "So this is no effects." They were at your bar, and they were like, "What the hell?" <laughs> 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 you didn't ask for the no effects package, did you? Because that could have been uh, yeah. costly and eye-opening. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm making no presumptions about anyone uh, and what they enjoy. No, so um, no, that's um, yeah. The I think I think that for me, certainly, no effects were sort of quite mysterious, and then all of a sudden, really, really open because they didn't do you know the in like so long in the in the liner notes it says um uh we don't we don't do interviews we, yeah. we're not on you know commercial music television we're not on major radio and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and so and they'd put like pictures that weren't them in yeah. it with their names yeah. on them yeah, stuff. I mean, they were looking at just like okay that's them but it's picturing the the decline it, um, is that the same person <laughs> yeah yeah they're like, yeah i think um one of them there's just a picture of a member of an indonesian punk band who'd oh, sent okay. them a demo and it was just on mike's desk and he was like okay that can be melvin for this one just <laughs> yeah just whoever i think one of them's like there's one where it's like jerry cape with a shower cap on or something it's that you know it's um it's all that kind of stuff so they were this very sort of mysterious entity for me mm. because <clears throat> then, um, then the drugs t- then the drugs kicked in i suppose well yeah and then, then started doing drugs I'm like, oh, people need to know about this have you hey guys have you tried this it's called drugs it's brilliant <laughs> cheers mike thanks for the yeah. thanks for the uh the tip but um and then all of a sudden they they started doing they started being in places being appearing in magazines doing this tv show and um yeah and so yeah so they sort of went from this um sort of fabled sort of myth to being very very upfront okay cool um let's have a look here okay uh, do you have a favorite no effects lyric now you said you've got some uh decline lyrics tattooed on you yeah i've got like the last um the last segment so it's like um there we go and so we go on with our lives we know the truth but prefer lies all of that bit oh yeah yeah <laughs> and um i know just like every time i see it in the mirror i end up start i end up singing it in my head it's kind yeah, of getting yeah. annoying now but um but then like, <laughs> sometimes i get goosebumps i'm like oh this song's so good yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's definitely just the whole last section with just yeah when the, the trumpets come in and they're just playing for as long as possible yes that no that's um that when the the brass melody kicks in on that it's mm. it always sends shivers on me for, i don't know what it is it's just Mm. it's just perfect and then i thought they'd sort of done something really really amazing with that and then they released um a live version which was done in toronto and mm. i was like oh wow this is really really good doing it live that's impressive and then all of the orchestral versions and yeah variants and and the live with uh live with baz's orchestra mm. it's just something else it's yeah just absolutely remarkable I was, I was, yeah i watched that during when it, when it came out during like covid didn't it and um it did yeah and i'll just well, I think, I'm, yeah, was it live? I can't remember if it was live. I think okay. it was recorded live. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. They were they were playing just a regular show in Belgium. Yeah. So they had this whole orchestra um, to do it. It's it's just wild. I was told actually um, when um, 
when Baz did his own solo, you know, the one which was, I think, his music um, qualification final was orchestrating the decline and, and all that stuff. Okay. Apparently, they only had an hour in the studio, so they could only had time to really set up and run through it once. Wow. So that was the first take, yeah. um, which is just stunning. But, um, yeah, so uh, are there any other lyrics that sort of stand out to you as, uh, as being particularly sort of... Uh, maybe... <laughs> It's my job to keep punk rock elite. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was my MSN name at one point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, quite right too. Do you know that's a perfect MSN name? Um, it's, uh, but I think, uh, yeah, I mean, we chose that because it's sort of it is one of my favourite songs musically and and lyrically, and I think it's sort of one of their more earnest efforts. We chose that name because um, we sort of also don't really believe there is such a thing as a punk rock elite, but there sort of is as well. So it's uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. Amazing. Um, cool. Let's see. Um, well, right. We we may have already covered some of this, but do you have a sort of a very favourite memory of No Effects? Um... Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be an interaction with them or it can just be something where no effects is, is sort of impacted. An, an yeah. Occasion. I've got a pretty cool one. I, um, so oh. I went to the Floggy Molly cruise, the salty dog. Oh, wow. Um, so if, 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 if no effects are playing somewhere random in the world, I'm just like, you know what, this is where my money's going. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, cool. I was like, as soon as they play this boat, I'm there. Um, and soon as I get on, the, I'm going through the security on a boat, this smelly walking through of me, Again, an elevator, this fat mic in a dress. And I'm just like, oh my God, do I talk? No, no, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and um, But like the whole three days, he's just walking around drunk on this boat in, this, in the same dress. I don't think he got, I don't think he changed once. Um, but like, um, yeah, I think the main memory of that was, um, they. So have you heard of punk rock karaoke they do? Uh, uh, yes. So yeah, there's a bunch, and, and a few others, yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's like members of Bad Religion and... Uh, Mm. Uh, Goldfinger and, and and things like that, and um, I was waiting in line, and um, Fat Mike jumped jumped the, the uh, queue. I was like, "That's fine, you, you can go ahead of me." It was already like three in the morning. <laughs> and I was just staying up to do. I was singing "Welcome to Paradise" by Green Day. So nice. finally, did my song, walked off, and Fat Mike just went, "That was actually pretty good." <laughs> and then oh. pointed at Dave from uh, Foggy Molly, and went, "A lot better than this guy," and I was like. <laughs> My holiday has been made. I'm I'm going to bed. Oh. I don't want to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. I love that. I don't know that we've had. Um, we've not yet had a. Uh, you've you've got you've done a, a punk rock elite first. We've not had a no effects encounter story yet. So um, that's uh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Wow. So uh, <laughs> I mean, Dave, Dave King's getting on a bit. Three in the morning, being bothered by uh, yeah. being bothered by Mike. Jimmy's Jameson. <laughs> ah, well, maybe, maybe all, you drink, a, all you could drink for three days, like premium spirits. Oh, re- oh, what it was just, just all inclusive. Yeah, like you pay like an extra hundred and fifty or something, and yeah, <laughs> that seems like a staggeringly good deal. I tell you what, the, the swimming pool was green after three days. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is that it it does sound exciting. <laughs> But I think there's also something to be said about how now there's sort of like punk rock and metal cruises. Yeah. And it's like, it's a bit 
It's a bit saga, isn't it? It's a bit sort of. <laughs> hey, I do emo bingo. <laughs> um, no, exactly. I mean, I think I think um, I, I like the fact that it's growing old disgracefully. I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Uh, but it's sort of it's it's very uh, it's amusing because it's sort of admitting that some things your parents did yeah. they did get right. Yeah. <laughs> like can... They were they weren't completely unwise. And now you can crowd surf at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Crowd surf on a boat. That's, crowd surf uh... on a bingo. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um i'm that's that's a great story uh thank you ever so much for sharing uh right. sharing that stew face down that's amazing um now obviously you're you're a dj you uh you play music you you play other people's music for people yeah now that is that that is quite a unique perspective on this particular question because the question is is what would you recommend as a way f- to sort of introduce a non fan to no effects um well as actually, someone who introduces people to music all the time i'd imagine um i actually um there's a lady i know i made her a um spotify playlist last night i was like if you like no effects here i made you this playlist and um <laughs> And she's actually reviewed every every track. <laughs> the review for every song was this one slaps, this one slaps, this one slaps. Until it got to Anakin Camp and it said puke, scar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a propaganda fan, eh? <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I'd, if I I'd, I'd just, if I'd, I, I can't really DJ the song, but I just say, listen to The Decline, you'll get everything you need there. <laughs> the Decline, yeah, it's not, because it's not quite asking for a full album's listen. It's, yeah, it's not. You know, it's just it's just an EP. In fact, it's just one song. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Um, that's great. Now, I think we've a, a lot of people seem to think a um, a mix, a Spotify playlist. Um, you know, uh, the the modern day mixtape. Um, and uh, I think yeah, you can sort of put reviews and stuff on Spotify now, can you? I can't remember. I don't use it a great deal, but oh, um, <laughs> that's uh, but that's uh, that's fantastic. What uh, you remember any of the uh, any that sort of she found particularly exciting, or was it just slap um, or bath? Actually, yeah, she's nubs. <laughs> she's nubs. <laughs> Brilliant. She at the backstory and said this is a really wholesome song. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's about someone who seems utterly wonderful. Um, <laughs> She's um she's one of the tour guides at the Punk Rock Museum now. Yeah, um, I'm hopefully going to visit that in October because we're going to the when we were a young when we were a young fest. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, no effects on on that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. uh, I think the uh, I think no effects are the favourite band of everyone who's playing on the when we were young festival. Yeah. <laughs> one thing we're trying to do uh, with this. Uh, is also try and encourage new punk rock elite people because uh, so you you started um, so you started your club night because there wasn't the club night you wanted didn't exist yeah well apparently I mean Slam Dunk were doing their thing in Leeds but I was clueless to all sure. that um, yeah yeah of course you know, we're from London we're just like let's get it going here. Exactly, it's no good to you in Leeds. It's uh, you know, it's uh, it worked for us, but uh, not um, not for you. So, um, what what advice would you give to people who want to start that kind of thing? I know when you started, no one had heard the word COVID, and all of these yeah. things are sort of very different, and and the landscape's a little different now. But mm-hmm. you know, what what are the sort of the fundamentals? Do you think that 
people have to keep in mind if they want to do something like that? Um, I'd say they really need a passion for it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it, it, it's easy just sort of getting a poster, sticking the word email on it and sticking a picture of green day and YKM on there. But like, that's what yeah. everyone does. <laughs> we play, yeah, yeah. We, like, I'm in, I'm in a, a Mike and McCormick's tribute called the Black Charade. So we, oh, we, we play a, a lot around the UK, and we sort of see we see the same poster just rehashed all the time. Um, just keep stuff fresh, you know. Because like, uh, I think a few years ago, one of my friends said, "Oh, Face Down's a bit like a throwback night, isn't it?" I was just like, "Damn, I can't do this. <laughs> we need to keep this up to date." But yeah, right. like, yeah, keep keep up to date. But like, obviously. Into knife X, just put on a knife X knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so d- make the thing that you want. Yeah, that isn't happening to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how long? Um, so, so uh, I mean, presumably when you started, it was um, it sort of how, how well attended was it, and and all of those things. You know, how long did it take before it became something that you recognised as what it was you'd set out to do? Um, it was pretty quick, to be honest. We because we we went okay. to Scala first and was like, can we put it on here? And they and they said it's quite a new club. Start somewhere else first. So we went to Astoria too, um, mm-hmm. which was I think the capacity was about uh, eight hundred maybe. Um, and our first night, I think we had 500 in. And hey, that's all right. I think only one, once in 15 years we've had less than 500 in. So it's always just been... Wow. Yeah. It's always been pretty steady, which is crazy. And how did you get the word out about it? What were your promo um, uh, uh, ideas? And how and how do they change to uh, what, what you have to do now? The uh, early days was pretty much MySpace and flyering. And, right. Uh, um, yeah, it's all about the Facebook events. It's like must have enough numbers on our Facebook event, and and everyone right. would use the comment section just to chat. But now it's just like if we forget to put the event up, it just doesn't even bother us. It's like no one's looking at a Facebook event. Like the the only time they'll go on there is just to see if it's on. But like, okay, yeah, that event's happening. But oh, okay, right. Is yeah, it? but I mean, these days it's all. I mean, we pay a lot. We have to do, pay, do a lot of promotion online through um, hmm. Facebook and Instagram, but we still keep a flyer on the streets because there's. Yep. Um, there's a guy I don't know if you've if you're in London there's a guy that flyers everything you probably would have seen him before he's called Will we call him Metal Crazy Will and he's got right. like a, sort of a ginger perm and he's always right. fly, he's always flyering and he will not leave you alone until you've taken a flyer and it's, <laughs> it's his 30th year in flyering um, this year well, so, one of nature's flyers yeah for sure <laughs> we just he keep, keeps us happy we keep him happy he enjoys he like a lot of the shows he'll just fly for free because he just wants people to go get into rock wow <laughs> yeah i mean you, you, you could talk on here for days but like i don't know um how much he knows about knife x to be honest <laughs> fair enough i mean no that sounds amazing i mean yeah get yourself a will so that's the that's the where there's a will there's a way yeah <clears throat> <sighs> right well this is the last oh, yeah, but like, yeah that, these, no. days, at these days it's a lot of you know instagram we use tiktok quite a lot now um, yeah yeah tiktok's a weird one <laughs> you just you just put up a random like 10 second video of something that happened to your club and then the next day you've got half a million views <laughs> yeah and, and he's like where did all these people come from yeah and are any of them old enough to actually attend this club night yeah a lot of people are like what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> well that's fine engagement's engagement i suppose yeah um cool so uh yeah because we're we're sort of you know encouraging people who listen to this to uh to to diy it because um no effects might be one of the 
sort of the longest running DIY bands there is, you know, having never done any time on a major and all yeah. this kind of thing. So um, it, it all ties in. Thanks for that. I really appreciate you uh, talking about that. We've got yeah. a few more. Okay. A few more questions here. Um, right. Oh, here's the, uh, here's the, the head scratcher. What do you think no effects legacy is Stu? Um, I'd say like what you were saying before DIY, just doing it on their own, showing that they can, they can manage, they can just achieve anything they want, really, can't they? Just they put their minds to it. They don't need anyone else mm. to do it. Um, also, I think they also show that you don't need a catchy chorus. You don't need. You don't even need to rhyme. I think it's the no. the songs are funnier when they don't even rhyme. You're just like, <laughs> what? That that's a weird word, but I like it. <laughs> they stick in the mind, uh, sort of slightly stronger than uh, than a rhyme. It's a story, isn't it? Just telling a story. Like, why does it need to rhyme? It's the 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 DIY, the um, the making something out of nothing. Yeah, and I think the uh, and I think it's great because certainly if if you look at the sort of initial success, um, and then continued success of uh, your club night, for example, mm-hmm. and uh, the initial success of No Effects, you were leaps and bounds ahead of them from the get go because mm-hmm. they it took them a while to get into their groove. And and I That's think that <laughs> I think that determination that um, sort of not not giving up just because you know yeah, <laughs> yeah those, because those, you know you, said to those guys in the eighties they were driving around to venues and people were getting killed <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah that was possibly yeah if someone said your band's rubbish you know yeah. we think your band's shit you were dreadful tonight there you go well at least they didn't stab me yeah <laughs> that was when critics really really meant it you know what i mean yeah <laughs> no that's it yeah the um the i mean i i always sort of romanticized the american sort of punk scene particularly in california and then i read um hepatitis bathtub and i thought yeah i'm glad i wasn't there i don't think i'd have been able to hack it <laughs> <laughs> that book was amazing like I don't read books. Wow. <laughs> I bought this book <laughs> and I read it for about four hours on a plane. <clears throat> I was like, I can't put this down. This is hilarious. <laughs> it, it's it's insane, isn't it? It's hysterical. It's hysterically funny. It's wildly moving. And it's just jaw-droppingly surprising as to what all this stuff was. It's, yeah. um, that's yeah. great. And We've it, gone... Have you had the audio version as well? I, I I say I read it. I I got the audio version. Um, <laughs> I once I saw that it was read by them and um, Tommy Chong and Jello Biafra as the yeah. uh, as the former members. I was like, well, this paper version means nothing to me now. I'm yeah, not, you're just in the like chapter point. three. Dave, Dave's not here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's me steve kidweiler like, okay jello calm down and then mike um, just like snorts a line of coke just before a chapter as well you just hear him yes i think yeah <laughs> yeah also they put bonus songs in the uh, audio one as well which is uh, yeah i like that nice. it kind of just like showed a little bit more of a journey i think i feel like yeah. they should have added more to be honest yeah to be yeah they had a yeah, it was like that they've got a theme song for their own book yeah, that's pretty good. It's uh, you don't get that if you get the latest Stephen King on audio. That doesn't happen. Yeah, I actually thought of a quite a good idea. Like when when they finally call it a day, they should. Do you remember um, the Ricky Gervais podcast that was like animated? Oh yeah, yeah. Like get someone to animate the whole book, like the audio book. Oh wow. <laughs> Maybe I just keep that would be that would be that's a fantastic idea. I yeah, that's yeah, great. There was someone who um, animated their, one of their singles recently from the. The single album 
Oh yeah. So it like, was, and uh, the whole thing I was like, you know what? They could do the whole book. It was uh, it was the big drag, and it yeah. was um, it the Mad like... Twins. <laughs> yeah, the Mad Twins, uh, two um, rockabilly lasses from Ukraine. Oh uh, yeah. As I understand, <laughs> I wasn't that wild on the song, but then yeah. uh, watching the video with it, it really does tie it all together. Yeah, um, that's great. We've we've come to the question that the question that continues to give. Uh, that is uh, the final question on this is uh, Stu from Face Down. Who is your favourite member of No Effects? Um, I think it's got to be Melvin because uh, <laughs> he's like the mum of the band. He <laughs> got any. It reminds me of um, the the bassist used to be. We used to be in a band called the Famous Class, and um, mm-hmm. our bassist Justin. He would just remind me of Melvin. He's just like very mellow, and he'd be like, "What are you doing? Calm down." There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a grounding, a grounding presence. Yeah, and it just makes you think of um, when Mike's snorting Green Dragon in Singapore on the on the backstage uh, oh, yeah. and Melvin just comes in. He's like, "Dude." Calm down. Okay, you're you're okay. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's partly saying that because he's sort of a, a mellow, cool guy. Yeah, and partly saying that because he's just been woken up at God knows when in the morning. Yeah, and and the 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 bit about that is it starts out like that. He's like, oh no, I need Melvin. Mel, help, Melvin, help me, help me. Yeah. He's like, okay, okay, Mike, what's going on? It's all good. And then Mike suddenly goes, "You need to snort some of this so you know what I'm feeling." <laughs> You t- take some of this. What was it? It was like green cocaine and ketamine or something. No it was idea. some. It looked like a bunch wild... of pills just smashed up or something. It was yeah. It was something. It was some cocktail of God knows what. And he's yeah. like, "You better do some of this, Melvin." It's like, it's four it's in the door. Like, yeah. It's like it's the cops. <laughs> yeah, it's just limo. Yeah. And it was. We doing some more. <laughs> yeah, it was like Singapore as well, where I think they'll kill you for that. <laughs> it's like a. Yeah. It's like a. a Corporal punishable offence. Um, but yeah, but that means so yeah. So get yourself a uh, what was the name of the uh, the guy uh, Will the flyer? Yeah. For success, get yourself a Will and get yourself a Melvin. Yeah, that's what you need. Or be the Will, or be the Melvin. Be the Melvin you want to see in the world. I think that's uh, yeah. If if Gandhi had ever heard no effects, that's what he would have said. Um, <laughs> That's incredible. Thank you ever so much for uh, this talk to you. I really, really appreciate it. It's right. been really, really cool. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to plug before we part ways? Um, I mean, I've already plugged Face Down. <laughs> Check yep. it out. Um, is that Face Down? Is that one word or two? Uh, well, on on the socials, if you on Instagram now, it's it's called it's Face Down London, and you can get most uh-huh. of the info from there. Um, okay, great. Yeah. Face Down London, that's the one. Face Down London, all of that stuff. If Don't worry, it'll be in your podcast app of choice. I'll stick it in the um, in the descriptions and all that. And um, if you see uh, the Black Charade yeah. uh, advertised anywhere and you want to see some, uh, some uh, My Chemical Romance not in a stadium, then... yeah. That's 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 your option. We've got all the theatrics. Uh, we got the balloons. We got the confetti. We got the, we got the luck. Oh, okay. So this is this is full on. This yeah. isn't. Uh, we we, uh, we do what Mike M um, don't do. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's what right. said. <laughs> Reaches the parts that my chemical romance doesn't refresh. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you ever so much. So uh, look out for that. Uh, really, really appreciate it, Stu. Um, yeah. 
all the best. You are truly a member of the punk rock elite, and yes. we thank you for it. Uh, very sorry Red couldn't be here. They send their best up. Yeah. So right, see you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're going to leave Stu now, and uh, you can join Red and I in the outro after this musical sting. That was Stu face down. Wonderful. Chat. Great chat. Yes, absolutely. And uh, notable for uh, the first no effects interaction story mm, yeah. of the podcast. So uh, well done, Stu. You take the crown. Um, a pretty arbitrary crown, but have it, please. Absolutely. And if anybody at home has, has had any, you know, interactions with no effects that they'd like mentioned on the podcast. Perfect. Please uh, email them in. What, what's the email again? Eddie? It is punkrockelitepodcast at gmail.com. So spin us an email on there. We we would love to hear them uh, because this is a podcast about no effects, irrespective of what the introduction sounded like. <laughs> but, you know, you get to know a bit more about us. You get to know a bit more about your humble hosts while we endeavor to bring you the finest guests and uh, focused chat. If you're in London and you find out you're near where Face Down is and uh, an evening of uh, sort of 90s, noughties, uh, up to modern day punk sounds like like a good time to you, then absolutely go and get involved. Absolutely. Sounds like a fun night. It does sound like a fun night. And I don't like fun nights, but I think that one does sound like a good one. If you're still someone who likes to go and do that stuff, then uh, I'm amazed and impressed by you. And go right ahead and do it. But that's about it. We should probably put this one to bed, shouldn't we? Absolutely. Good night, sweet prince. Good night, sweet prince. May choirs of angels sing thee to thy rest. Shakespeare, bitch. This has been, <laughs> this has been Punk Rock Elite Podcast. I'm Eddie French. And I'm Red Redmond. Good, good night, sweet prince. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Punk Rock Elite. If you're not subscribed, please do. If you're not following us on Instagram, please do. It was devised and hosted by Eddie French and Red Redmond. The theme and production was done by Eddie French. Please contact us at punkrockelitepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.